Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Blue Boar podcast with your host Andrew. Today I am in conversation with... Hi guys, I'm Rachit. I'm a third year student of the law at Symbiosis Law School, Hyderabad. And I'm an enthusiast when it comes to stuff like fitness, strength and conditioning, law, policy making, etc. So let's see where this goes now. <laughs> well, jumping uh, right into it, Rajit, I would like to ask you about that experience I had read about. Uh, the one you wrote in a registration mm-hmm. form about your uh, perception of a person, you know, while you were an intern, I believe, in a, yeah. in a courtroom. And how, how did that go? Could you elaborate more on that? <laughs> this was in the first year. This is, as a matter of fact, my first legal internship. Right. And uh, I was in a courtroom. I was in a courtroom in Hyderabad and there was this lawyer. So so uh, this was a CBI special court. And um, I was sitting on the side and the lawyer who was uh, arguing, who, was, who had his uh, oral arguments going on at that point in time, he had a laptop in front of him. He also had earphones on. And I, I couldn't really understand what is going on. And, you know, you we tend to judge the person right away ki, oh, you know how incompetent is this person or how uh, informal are they trying to make the environment do they have earphones on during oral arguments which seems very weird uh, and you tend to form a judgment and I did exactly that I formed a judgment about the person uh, little did I realize that you know like almost 15-20 minutes after this episode I realized that oh this lawyer is essentially uh, probably the most hardworking person in that room right now because they were disabled. They were they were uh, visually uh, disabled. They uh, were blind and uh, they were visually impaired and, and, and they were still pursuing the law. They were still, they, they had earphones on and were arguing the case, the matter in front of a, in front of a courtroom filled with other lawyers, with interns. And that actually makes you go back and think about, you know, how you tend to judge somebody so quickly without even understanding what they have gone through or what, what their background is. Mm-hmm. So that was a very major uh, part, you know, a very, very major event wherein I understood that the, the whole concept of, you know, not being extremely judgmental too quickly. Assessing somebody and judging somebody are two very different things. So right. this happened in my first year of law school, and it nice because now when you look at it from this perspective, that oh, this person was visually impaired, you end up understanding that in all probability they have to work twice as hard as any other lawyer in that room mm-hmm. and fight the battles of you know getting to court. That is a very major issue altogether. Coming out of their house, uh, they could have they could have made an excuse uh, of how you know they're, they're blind and they should not be working in this and that, or they should not be in a field wherein the a professional field such as law in litigation. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that, and they ended up arguing a matter in front of uh, a judge, and that's that's actually commendable, I feel. And in, in case I would not have known that this person was blind, I would have formed. I, I would have uh, come out of that courtroom with the same judgment that I formed about them when I was sitting on the side, not knowing that they were visually impaired. Right. So being able to take that uh, space out and give, give yourself that space of, uh, you know, I would say opening your perspective to how, what this person also may be going through rather than... Yeah, just... take, 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 take time to assess a situation, I feel. I'm not saying don't judge people. Judge a person <laughs> all you want. After you understand what exactly is going on. Huh. From where they are coming from. Because I think people yeah. are very quick to take up on assumptions and what, you know, hearsay and whatever they see in front, they feel, okay, this is the truth. Especially yeah, in the internet case that you're in. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and you know, the mm-hmm. right now I'm unable to even explain what actually went through my head at that point in time because... When you go, when I went back home that night, I realized that I was making a mistake, and I would have made that mistake in case I would not have known. Mm-hmm. 
it took 15 minutes for me to understand what is actually going on when i saw the man walk back to his uh, uh, chair and if i were not in that court room then that man walked back to his chair i would not have realized his condition and i would not have and i would have carried out that carried that same judgment back to my house and told my parents about it that oh look at this person they're so lazy or they don't work or they're so informal in front of a judge and they have your phones on so that, that was a major uh, learning I, for me yeah that's that's extremely interesting but then like i was saying you know uh, forming opinions people like form their general opinions or uh, you could even say political opinions or political leanings or sides whichever you know i feel it is all up in the air that i am <laughs> left right or center like okay there is yeah. no definition of it between people as far as you see it some day somebody will be supporting this some day somebody might you know support another side which again is okay but then do you think there's a major influence of uh, the internet culture here also part of you know a lot of your opinion can be formed with what you read online especially if it's news articles or said to be news articles what is what is your take pin on that you know have you feeling dominated looking at uh, certain news articles towards things or people or have you been able to keep yourself clear of that did you obviously tend to read what's written you obviously tend to uh, you know the go through what's there on somebody's instagram story but uh, <laughs> you know end of the day and it's you should be politically fluid i feel you should you should not be uh, rigid when it comes to your understanding of policy when it comes to your understanding of society uh, because the day you're rigid i feel you're going to end up you know the sort of say corrupt because uh, now you are just taking sides Uh-huh. and when you're not when you're fluid when it comes to your opinions when you're fluid when it comes to your understanding of uh, society you end up in a much better space because now you're letting your conscience drive what you side with so today if my conscience believes that this is correct uh, and i'm still siding with something which i personally believe is incorrect for somebody to do mm-hmm. uh, i have lost the edge i feel so so i feel the the their political fluidity and fluidity when it comes to your opinion on society and not just politics i feel that's that's a very major major requirement and we have started losing it because uh, and that comes out of i feel that stems out of uh, the fact that we have become uh, extremely emotional beings today uh, and i believe you should uh, while understanding something you need to pull your emotion out of it because if you let your emotion drive what you are going to uh, what you are attempting to understand uh, the the end goal you know what your end goal is going to be if my uh, if i am an emotional person and i believe that a b c is an act which is wrong mm. i will never even want to think about what led to a b c i right. would say no abc is wrong but i will never dive deep and even if i do end up diving deep into the subject and trying to understand it will be very simple i am genuinely trying to gain an understanding into what abc actually is and what caused abc i would just want to say that no you know abc is wrong i know abc is wrong everybody knows abc is wrong point mm-hmm. is not that point is why did it happen so under the until you pull your emotion out of it and your personal opinion out of it you cannot uh, you know you you cannot come to a place wherein uh, you you will be satisfied right and but what is your general perspective on then when it comes you know looking for that uh, knowledge you know if you are trying to like you said if you are trying to study about a b and c then are you going to look for people who are going to share the same opinion as you because you will find a lot of people who will you know share one side of their own opinion and call it news and another side that will share their opinion and call it news and people tend to go for okay not everybody is going to be as meticulous 
that is what i have yeah you will never achieve that you will never achieve that in society you will never have an ideal situation wherein everybody is looking at everything uh, without any personal opinions on that that is the whole point if in case you let emotion drive what mm-hmm. you think and if in case you let your personal uh, understanding of something uh, drive your uh, stand or your your stance in that subject uh, you will end up in a situation where will wherein you will end up you know trying to search for people with this with the same opinion or similar opinions and you would never even want even if i listen to your opinion i will not even apply my mind to it if in case it you know there's a conflict between yours and mine so right. fluidity again the the my my point being that fluidity is very important when it comes to the, uh, your understanding of things especially society mm-hmm. but then what do you think it comes to when people you know aren't they when they aren't fluid when they get fixated and you know they have been emotionally put in that state ki let's say one position is or one you know person of a political spectrum is at the level of your god or you have to associate this person with being associated with your religion or your god and they are not just point, calling a saying it for one specific religion if you see it, it it turns out that for nearly every religion there's going to be one you know political person or a figure that people associate okay this is this god for us and if you don't support him or if you question this person you're questioning our religion so you think a lot of people have been emotionally put into that state yes <laughs> again to each their own i mean i won't tell somebody not to look up to somebody or you know pray to somebody i'd say okay a lot of people need uh, you know guidance in life and uh, i look at religion that way i look at religion as something that guides somebody who's lost so uh, if if you are lost tomorrow and you need to uh, you need some guidance in life you will end up wanting to talk to somebody and a lot of people turn to religion when it comes to that and that's completely fine i mean again to each their own i i won't uh, say ki you should or should not be religious or you know you should or should not have faith all i all i know is you should not have blind faith on anything or anybody that is all i believe i mean baki wo fluidity in case you are so opinionated and if you're so you, you know you're hellbent on trying to uh, mm-hmm. you're hellbent on sticking to one single stance and you're not at all fluid then you will pay for it some day or the other in some form or the other you yeah. will end up realizing that it was wrong for you to even if what you're uh, so uh, you you you're sticking to so emotionally if uh, if you keep sticking to something and you don't even try to listen to what the other person is saying you will end up in a worse place maybe not physically maybe not in the world but in your own self also maybe you will beat yourself up <laughs> yeah that is it is as simple as that your yeah. mental health is going to get affected if you are going to you know the uh, blindly rely on something or somebody and if you are going to let external factors uh, ju- uh decide whether you going to take path a or path b that's how i look at it right which which again is a good perspective to put it on but then do you also agree with the fact of or do you what is your opinion on this point with some people that i know openly pick up on that uh, a certain religion and being you know certain uh, religion and nationalism come hand in hand do you think that is one thing in itself or you should always have that differentiation that anybody can be a citizen and they can have any religion what, what is your opinion on that near Uh, personally speaking i know what you're referring to i have never seen an issue honestly speaking i have mm-hmm. never understood where this stems out of and i'll tell you why because uh, i know for a fact that there are some values some core values to which are uh, our country at least uh, sticks by right and uh, i i i won't say that there's never been an issue to certain people or 
but, but I, all I'm trying to say is that uh, I can assure you that there is never going to come a point wherein uh, somebody is somebody or some a section of people or a uh, religion is going to be targeted in our country. I do not feel that happens. Uh, I feel it is again perception from both sides. That's perception from both sides, and that's uh, representation from both sides. I believe we are we are living in a society in in India. I'm saying we're living in a society. We're living in a country wherein the amount of openness and the amount of tolerance is a lot. And and mm-hmm. you may disagree with me on this, but I believe so. I believe we are a very tolerant nation, uh, but we're also very emotional beings. Again, which I do not support. I believe when you're talking about uh, something like uh, state and uh, you know policy, I believe you cannot be emotional about it. You need to take the emotion out of it, and you will start understanding whether or not it makes sense. And then, right. then you could pick a side. But if you're picking a side in an emotional state of mind, then uh, you're going to screw up. I feel as a as an individual. Right. And and now now at least what I am seeing from my perspective again, it has come to that point where everybody is out for themselves or looking, you know, out for themselves, either be it uh, from a point of their religion or even personally. And again, like you said, you know, it is the each side or each perspective of that person is from their own side. Like if one sect of society is being told, well, you're going to be targeted, then the other is also being told that you will be targeted. And then suddenly the third one will come and say, no, in fact, I am being targeted. You see, so there's, oh, I think personally as well, there's always going to be somebody who's going to say that we are oppressed or we are going to be targeted, even though there might not be a lot of it. That's going yeah, on. And, and everybody does that. It's not just one one section of society or one religion. Everybody, human tendency. Hai. But why bol wrong? You need to, why not? Again, emotion. People let emotion drive uh, their opinion or emotion drive their plan of action. In fact, looking at from a human tendency perspective, they've started, uh, let's say, tagging a religion to it. Now, I'm not saying one religion is bad, one is good. I myself have never uh, held myself, okay, I'm not sure about your religious standing, but I have never held myself to, you know, one specific religion. If I say I'm a Roman Catholic, or if I'm a Catholic, I'll also go to a church. I've also been to many temples. I've been to, you know, Gurdwaras. I've been to masjids. I've never had that standing that I cannot go inside a place or this is not what I believe in. You know, I've always held it as one. At least from my perspective, I'm saying. I think there is a term for that, but I'm forgetting it. That's yeah, why I'm the thing is, you know, uh-huh. there's a difference between so a lot of people who would say belong to religion A would never want to get inside the boundaries of uh, an institution uh, of religion B. Do you think and, that is? Uh, I feel that's completely fine that's that's their personal mm. standing and mm. uh, if my religion does not allow me to do abc yeah. you cannot come up to me and tell me that you should do abc only then are you open minded no the only right. time when you are not being open is when you say that anybody doing abc is wrong mm. understood so if i am if if my religion says that I cannot enter the boundaries of an institution run by another religion, uh-huh. I will not do that because I'm a religious person. I'm giving you an example. If I'm a religious yeah. person and there's nobody who has the right to stop me from, uh, you know, there's nobody who should be put in a position of uh, exactly. power in my life wherein they can tell me, no, no, Rachit, you should enter uh, that place only then will you be called uh, <laughs> a true believer in your religion. Uh, sorry, a true believer in uh, true believer in uh, uh, you know you, you. Only then will you be termed as being uh, secular. No, that is not what it means. To be secular and to be open towards all religions and all is it does not mean that you have to practice everything. It means you have to be open towards everybody practice regardless of what religion or faith they follow. So I feel yeah. that's completely normal. If if you if you have a personal standing on it, uh, then you should be allowed to. I, and on the same note, Andrew, if 
tomorrow you believe that you are like if you are comfortable going into all such institutions be it a mandir masjid gurdwara the church then that is your perspective and that's completely fine again i will never come up to you and say ki listen no if you are uh, not a hindu then don't enter a temple if you're not a uh, sikh then don't enter a gurdwara if you're not a right. uh, muslim then don't enter a... no aise nahi hota hai so i i i will respect that as well similar to how i'll respect the fact that if in case tomorrow you say that listen i'm a christian and uh, uh, i i am not allowed to suppose that i'm not allowed to enter a temple then i won't say ki you know no if in case you don't enter a temple then you are uh, uh, an extremist christian i will never say that <laughs> i i i won't say that and and similarly the, i i'll be open to you not wanting to enter a gurdwara a masjid or a temple and similarly i will also uh, be open towards you wanting you to enter it opposed to it right so you have not you have not come from that perspective of uh, you know imposing your beliefs or your idea onto another person you can they can be open to their no, own i am following my belief i am following my religion and i am com- completely comfortable doing that i don't think i have to uh, impose my uh, faith or my understanding of things onto anybody else if i follow any correct exactly so do you think that that enforcement of it like now what i mean by enforcement is you know uh, where they'll call out every religion and this it's not again targeted towards one or speaking of one do you think that certain enforcement of it that has you know come up up and about these days is that something that's very new or has it like always been there and it's only being highlighted by the media now you it's know it's always been there it's always been there i feel matlab there is always been one person or the other or one religion or the other trying to take something or the other from another uh, person or religion and it will continue to be that way forever matlab that is just how you must act and that's completely fine you have to state and you have to make sure that you're not with flow and you're just you just make sure that you are doing what you believe is correct why not conscience driven not not emotion driven if you're driven by your emotion then then i feel that the end thing i think this also perfectly aligns with what you were saying to me before we had started the show today about you know there is no peace without conflict so there's always going to be some sort of yeah, conflict right there will always has to be even if tomorrow there comes a time wherein everybody is peaceful i believe there should be conflict are debate nahi hoga to how will you you know the, uh, come to you how, how how will you evolve is my point right there needs to be conflict and e- conflict does not mean violence conflict means conflict and that is exactly how uh, it has always been and uh, yeah so there needs to be conflict there always yeah. needs to be yeah there's always like two sides or more than two sides of conflict you know conflict can be from writing a angry letter to you know going and attacking somebody but it depends on what position that person takes you know to raise a conflict and again it depends i guess on that person who is there at that time and their beliefs yeah so that that's a good that's a good way of putting it right there but then okay let's get on to this uh, policy aspect of it now i know you are mostly interested you know like you said in policies and the uh, amendments and you know the what entails behind them any such thing that you have uh, seen there been a uproar about and you feel that you agree with it or have a different perspective than other people again it's your perspective it's your entitled to it nobody's enforcing you otherwise mm-hmm. so much but any such thing that you would like to talk about i don't think there's anything that i'd like to put forth but but i'll tell you one thing that uh, i rely on not just again not india i'm talking about the whole world wherein we have come to a phase wherein people are expressing something just for the heck of being able to express something and that is wrong because uh, you know ki if everybody is putting a story on social media then i also have to otherwise mere ko sideline kar diya jayega wo galat hai and if everybody is speaking in favor of something i have to speak in favor of it is also wrong varna mere ko tag de diya jayega 
क्लासरूम when we go back to college will label us transphobic no it's okay you you have a point of view put it out there and and if somebody is going to label you just because you have an opinion unless and until obviously you're threatening their existence that's different but right if you have an opinion that's peaceful and you're trying to put it forth it's completely fine and and wo again comes back to conflict you there needs to be conflict no conflict nahi hoga to evolve karoge hi nahi Uh, but do you think there is a confusion between people between like you said threatening and opinion like if you have an opinion do people just take it as though this is an actual threat and you know this person should be labeled as whatever even though it's an opinion like do you think yeah. that's that's that happens openly at these days as at least i've seen yes that is a, that is a thing if you have an opposing opinion you're either labeled or you're called out on it you know that you don't agree with us and It doesn't no, I mean, I mean, वो again वो हमेशा से होता है. It is not, it is not a new concept. <laughs> I feel. I personally don't look at it as a new concept. Uh, hmm. A human tendency. If it's just that, I mean, all this you see it now more openly. It's not even more openly. You know, it is when yeah. you and I get into an argument tomorrow. We are we're standing face to face. and yeah. you say that abc is correct and i say no xyz is correct we get into yeah. a fight you might not say you might not label me or abuse me in front of my face uh, but when you turn around you will look down and say ye to kya and then you know you you will curse uh, <laughs> you and you will put a, you will put a tag right what human tendency hai oh wo kar wo log hamesha se karte aaye hain aur wo kar wo hota rahega और वो होना भी चाहिए एंड वो होना भी चाहिए बिकॉज़ वो बैलेंस रहता है देन आई फील एंड दैट इज जस्ट लाइक अ ट्विटर आर्गुमेंट लाइक यू नो दे आर कॉलिंग आउट ईच अदर ऑन ट्विटर बट ऑन देयर फेसेस दे वोंट से एनीथिंग मैं तो आई डोंट ट्रस्ट द द काइंड ऑफ न्यूज़ दैट कम्स आउट ऑन सोशल मीडिया एंड ऑन ट्विटर एंड मीडिया रिपोर्ट्स फ्रॉम आइदर साइड लाइक इफ देयर आर थ्री साइड्स टू a story i believe there is going to be a fourth which we have not been told on mm-hmm. if if there is a policy decision that has been taken and uh, there are two uh, mainstream media channels one leans towards one side and the other leans towards the other they are both lying to you or they are both manip- manipulating what they are saying so it's okay uh, i don't even uh, try to uh, you know i i won't i won't uh, pick it up and put that as my point of view i i will listen to both sides and then from an educated opinion you you're smart enough come on you're 21 22 year old yeah, right you form an opinion on that yourself and if your opinion is wrong and if your opinion is wrong then it's fine doesn't matter kar lo jab jisko karna hai you can put out your opinion on anything so yeah, yeah that's that i can i can i can understand your perspective there as well but yeah. okay picking up from policy like i would like to i say would say finish up on your uh, journey with fitness and you know how is uh, like i think i had also asked you in the beginning like you know your guidance or your go- your advice to somebody who would be struggling with weight or would like to uh, set out a clear perspective to themselves what would you suggest towards them and again i'm talking about myself here because i have been somebody personally who has who has struggled with a lot of these things throughout uh, personally and, uh, as uh-huh. when it comes to stuff like this i believe uh, people focus too much on the external rather than the internal so first first goal for anybody should be to make sure that body you know you are uh, you you are able to fight off uh, diseases that right. are, uh, that, that that are in your control 
that's number yeah. one and number two is to make sure that you are fit when i say fit i am not referring to having big arms or uh, a, a thick neck and i'm not also referring to being able to run uh, a complete marathon or being able to do a triathlon when i say fit i am referring to everything i am referring to you being able to run a certain distance without you know having to fall down or and be short of breath uh, i am also referring to being able to fight off an attack i'm also referring to being able to sprint 100 meters as fast as you can to get to cover if in case something happens to you and i'm also referring to you know you being able to um, you know you know uh, so there's the you see uh, boxers and uh, especially wrestlers boxers and uh, a lot of race car drivers you see their necks if you if you ever notice if you ever notice the neck of say somebody like mike tyson you'll realize oh. he has a thick neck like a very thick neck and right. people don't train their neck why don't they train their neck the neck training the neck is essential because and people don't realize this because wo aesthetic nahi hai so to say wo you know wo tumhari body pe aise nahi dikhta it's not it's not appealing to so if, if if a guy today goes to the gym because he wants to impress women he is not going to train his neck because he he does not understand ki uh, he, his understanding is limited to कि भाई मेरे को एब्स चाहिए एंड आई वांट यू नो आर्म्स दैट लुक गुड दे डोंट रियलाइज दैट द नेक इज सो इंपॉर्टेंट बिकॉज़ यू कैन टेक अ पंच इफ यू हैव अ थिकर नेक हाउएवर इफ यू डोंट हैव अ थिक नेक यू टेक अ पंच टू योर फेस योर नेक विल स्नैप यू विल फॉल डाउन द अमाउंट ऑफ इंपैक्ट दैट विल क्रिएट इज वेरी डेंजरस व्यू सिमिलरली रेस कार ड्राइवर्स आर द सेम बिकॉज़ आई नो आई एम नॉट श्योर वेदर दिस इज एग्जैक्टली व्हाट इज बट रेस कार ड्राइवर्स ट्रेन देयर नेक्स बिकॉज़ the amount of force that is being put it, it is essential for them to keep their head stable at that point in time and a thick and muscular neck helps you do that and and your uh, um uh, this thing uh, the the fun- if i'm not wrong the functions of your brain also uh, depend on the uh, health of your neck if i uh, if there's a damage to your neck there's a damage to your brain function so so another aspect of fitness would be to make sure that you are uh, you know functional when right. tomorrow if if you do get you do end up getting punched in the face you are <laughs> able to take a punch in your face if there is an accident that god forbid you do get into tomorrow you are able to make it out without having a neck snapped right because that's going to have if you if you uh, fall from a considerable amount of height make sure that your neck is strong enough that if in case you end up stabilizing yourself on the ground you don't snap your neck the moment you fall right so, so again it comes yeah. down to how much you have focused on yourself and what your end goal is like for a lot of people it's basically like you said the aesthetics of it you know how good will that uh, picture come out or how good will i look in front of a crowd of people it's not ah, but wo, wo long term nahi hota hai wo bilkul that is not at all long term because uh, a lot of people a get driven towards uh, substances they're not supposed to use right um, in order to reach their goal sort of a physique and, and i personally believe that uh, use of performance enhancing uh, substances should be legalized i i in, in sport i believe sport should be raw and performance enhancing drugs should be legalized this is my personal opinion you know because, because you look at so many you look at so many people who are uh, you know they, there are guys who are powerlifters they tell they say that you know i'll tell you exactly what i take i'll tell you dose by dose exactly how i inject at what time of, of of the week you take the same stuff and try to lift what i lift and i'll clap for you but you won't be able to lift because you don't have the you know you're not the balls to do though do that <laughs> it's just as simple as that if um, if they do end up giving you exactly what their cycle is you still won't be able to achieve what they achieve they achieve people tend to look at successful sports persons and blame their success on uh, performance enhancing substances mai to bol do legalize kar do let that is an actual level playing ground 
that is a level field because now everybody has access to it everybody <laughs> is allowed to let's right. see where the human let's see what the human body is capable of let's <laughs> see how let's see how 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 enhanced your body. and and that's good from a health perspective as well because now that you don't have to pee in a cup and prove that you're not on drugs uh, you are essentially being not being subjected to such tests what ends up happening is that you will be more mindful and open about your drug use and if you're open about your drug use in sport uh, you will have better guidance better healthcare and if you're not open about it then you will have at at lower levels obviously not professionals but at lower levels you will go to some shady doctor to and you know tell them ki suno mere ko ye injection de do that is actually more of a risk to your health than doing something under proper guidance if you're doing it under proper guidance then that's great and right. people do it even though your people people have this opinion the people have this point of view ki i want to look good in the next one month let's take xyz substance but they don't realize that that will mess up your uh, body internally your your hormonal levels your organs the functioning of your organs that's going to go for a toss so uh, you know people need to understand especially you know people of our age uh, yeah. there's an abuse of such substances because there's a lack of understanding that this of the fact that if you're not a professional and if you don't tend to uh, sorry if you don't intend to uh, be a professional and if you're not at a certain level in a sport you should not be anywhere near such substances right you should not even that thought should never even cross your mind is the point the thought of having to inject uh, yeah. something into your body which your body is already producing is going to mess up the production of said substance in your body the moment you come off of that cycle right right which is by balance your own cycle yeah so your your if you if you if your body uh, if the male body is producing testosterone and you end up injecting test into your body and yeah. you doing it you know mindlessly ki matlab aisa because somebody said ki aisa ye lene se ho jayega you will end up growing up your organs you you'll end up the, the the production of test in your body naturally will go down drastically because now your body has been sig- given a signal by your brain ki dekho the by, by 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 your body has now been given a signal that dekho the uh you are getting ample amounts of test from outside you don't need to produce it anymore <laughs> right. right yeah and that is how it works and um actually we have that substance and people want to have knowledge on such such stuff such such uh, substances because my end goal is not to be a professional powerlifter my end goal is not to be uh, a professional uh, sprinter or a professional bodybuilder or anything of the sort why should i even look at it i am doing what i am doing because i i like being strong i like looking a certain weight so to say uh, a certain way and uh, i like being fit i like to you know move around freely rather than because your your body function does change the way you uh, walk the way you run everything yeah. changes if you exactly. sure have you like i myself have lived through two cycles of it i've lived through how it is like to be unhealthy and overweight at one point and how it's like you know lose a substantial amount of that weight and go to a healthier yeah. when any day of the week if on my personal choosing out like to be that healthier person and not just in the sense that you know you'll have a better picture coming out when you take one that's just a part of it but then you're also having a healthier body you're able to move more healthy you know do things that make you feel better as a person and yeah. not just terms of social validation but a lot of people take this to the extreme because they think that only fit a lot of people think that marathoners are very fit sorry to say but they're not <laughs> people who run marathons every second day professionals or the are not fit don't get me wrong but they're not fit similar to how a professional bodybuilder is not fit a professional powerlifter is not fit because they are uh, and and granted that they are allowed to not be fit you know why because that is their source of earning right if 
is becoming as huge and as defined as i possibly humanly can is going to earn money is going to get money into my house and that is my profession then granted but unless and until you are uh, not at that level in a sport uh, then or in an activity then uh, you have no business uh, a touching such substances and you have no business going to such extremes that you know if you're going if you're becoming if you're running marathons you're only running marathons you are you are exactly so or if you're going uh, into um, powerlifting then you are only and only lifting uh, heavy weights on the squat bench and deadlift you have to make sure that you are mixing a lot of stuff and and achieving a goal wherein you are fairly strong fairly big fairly ripped fairly uh, you know you are able to run for uh, considerable amounts of distances and you are able to sprint and you are able to jump and you are able to also sleep well because a lot when you are unfit you are not able to get a good night sleep but uh, <laughs> the sleep that you you and i talk about is different from what a good sleep actually is right right so all of these factors come into play you point being you don't have to go into extremes in order to make it and the same goes with your uh, dietary choices as well you don't have to leave something completely you just have to have it in proportion to how you want to Yeah, this makes sure there's a balance. And who says that beer must be opinionated? Who says that? But but this makes sure that you're, uh, you know, having enough water as well. Make sure that you're hydrating yourself, and they make sure that you're eating enough protein, stuff like that. Nobody's asking you to get rid of uh, alcohol or uh, red meat or anything of the sort. As a matter of fact, red meat is a very good source of protein. Mm-hmm. Right, but then. like talking about you know, saying about substances how it's abused but especially between the younger generation you know be it in gyms or in general as well do you think there's also sort of uh, peer pressure behind it like when if somebody who is of course gullible who goes to the gym and sees kids at this person who's extremely buffed is telling you know you should take this substance and you will probably start looking like me do you think there's a lot of influence of that as well you know yeah, people think I, on that yeah. long path one thing i've come to realize i would say you know it it can be as simple as you know now again going on alleged basis i'm not saying i know people <laughs> who smoke yeah. weed i'm just saying if you're smoking weed or doing any sort of drugs or recreational drugs that people are doing or even substances do you think there's a part of you know peer pressure that falls into that you know these people are doing it and they won't think i'm cool if i don't do it your peer pressure chodo one thing i've come to realize is um, that uh, I, i've seen so many people who are on gear and all in gyms uh, just because one very simple rule for anybody going to the gym right now is that uh, just because somebody is bigger than you faster than you stronger than you or leaner than you does not mean that they know their shit they do not right. there are trainers out there in gyms in commercial gyms who do not know jack about being fit or being strong they are just big they don't even know how to get big actually speaking a lot big. of them and i'm not i'm not kidding a lot of them don't know anything okay they are just big and just because somebody is big does not mean that you take their advice on how to get big there are yeah so you uh, there are a lot of factors that come into play you can't if you walk into a gym today in any place uh, say you go to a gym in delhi a commercial gym in delhi and you see a a huge guy an enormous guy okay and he's jacked and he's 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 got massive arms and massive chest uh, and, and calves and everything there's like heavy voice you hello welcome yeah just because they are big does not mean that they are good at guiding you they that they will be able to guide yeah. you well enough to on how to get big or or they will be sens- sensible enough like yeah i can recall personally is that when i was going to a commercial gym locally to where i live they had a very buffed up guy who was a trainer and that day when i went there after some time i was i think getting pain either in my shoulder you know or one of my joints mm-hmm. may, maybe my knee 
and i told him then give me pain and think i'm going to rest it off i'm not going to pick up anything or even run on the treadmill he's like no no now pick up this weight and do this i'm like no i'm not going to do that i'm going to end up damaging my joint even more you know i need that rest but then it is that they don't see it from that perspective they like me theek hai now do it you know even though if your joint is hurting or if you're feeling like you sprained it push yourself you know which at least what i feel what is what actually happens is ki you correct me saying what you're saying but you know what happens is ki um, we have even doctors as a matter of fact i see so many doctors spreading false information so many doctors you will talk to them about supplementation and pro- say suppose whey protein the very basic supplement out there if you talk to a doctor about whey protein in india a lot of them will tell you no no don't touch pro- protein supplement they will they will destroy your kidney they will kill you what are you talking about it is literally nat it is derived it is it is taken out from milk <laughs> it is a part of the milk that you are taking uh-huh. it is just it is just it it is literally a part of milk right your uh, whey and your uh, casein and all of these make up the milk that you drink every day is that it's been powdered in and and it's been separated uh, the what you call uh, not substances basically rest of the milk uh, in a way that you know it's providing you with adequate amount of protein per scoop while keeping other fat other other macros such as your carbs and fats and all in in check so there'll be a lot a lot of majority of doctors you'll see in india will tell you no 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 don't touch protein supplement they will kill you they're bad they're stir what are you talking about you don't know jack shit about it then sorry move out of the way you don't know but it is as simple as that uh, it these are um, th- this is something uh, that we especially in india we are facing as an issue is that there is not a lot of education when it comes to such stuff and uh, people are not open about such stuff they they still feel a lot of people still are so apprehensive about using supplementation i'm not saying you need to and there's another issue one issue is that there's rampant use of supplementation i uh-huh. know so many people day in and day people there will be guys i'm not kidding who will go to the gym i am not some extremely big guy or extremely strong or anything but there will be but people do ask me you people close to me or people you know in my immediate circles or people who personally know me they'll ask me for advice on getting stronger or whatever and they'll you know first or second day in the gym they'll call me like bhalla listen yaar i started going to the gym i was like that's great and they'll say you know maina protein le raha hu kaun sa protein khareedu aise tumhe kyun bol rahe the whey protein ki ya kisi bhi supplement ki they like bro you know meri na protein requirement bahut hai matlab tumhara body weight 60 kg hai you are 60 kg you are you are a 60 kg male who is non vegetarian who is eating enough meat enough red, uh, enough uh, enough chicken enough mutton enough whatever why do you need to take whey protein on the first day of your gym and this is not that person's fault also they have been made to believe that without this supplement they cannot become big or strong which is completely untrue uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, the only time that you're supposed to there is a reason it is a supplement and not a meal is because it supplements your meals it supplements your diet so you are once you reach a point in the journey wherein you are unable to derive the amount of protein that your body requires from the food that you eat that is when you supplement that food with this right so a lot of people get confused with the meaning of food is not even confusion it is just uh, it's a it's a जरूरत है कि नहीं है नहीं है पर हम तो लेंगे क्योंकि जिम में लोग लेते हैं ऐसे नहीं होता यू नीड टू वेट टिलोटीन रिक्वायरमेंट फॉर द डे इज 80 grams of protein a day giving you a random number but if 80 grams of protein a day is what their protein requirement is there is no need for them to take certain supplement protein supplements because especially when they're eating fish and chicken and this and that i don't understand why they want it 
wait till you are at a level wherein your body requires more amount of protein it require you know it's not possible for you to uh, eat so much or uh, eat foods that have uh, so much protein concentration in it that is when you start taking supplements and that too i i, I myself don't um, drink protein shake every day i take it when you know i'm if if, if there's no chicken breast in the store and i'm or, or there's no chicken breast in the fridge and uh, i need say 25 grams of protein so you yeah. get 25 grams of protein out of 100 grams of chicken breast uh, right. i if i don't have chicken breast then i will have a scoop of protein or two scoops of protein for 50 grams that is what you're supposed to do you're not supposed to mindlessly just start supplementing so so to supplementing for some reason uh, your diet in the beginning of your journey learn the very basics first then move on you know mm-hmm. same goes with your training as well because people think that Uh, you know doing bicep curls and tricep extensions will get become make them fit that is not hard work learn the very basic stuff moving into the gym you need to start first learn how to do a push up how to do a pull up how to do a dip learn yeah. such stuff then learn basic strength movements the bench press the row the overhead press the squat deadlift learn yeah. stuff then move into variations if you need to i myself don't train a lot of variations i you know there are some planes that your body uh, um, functions in there is a horizontal uh, plane wherein there is a horizontal push and a horizontal pull which is your overhead press and your pull up there is a vertical sir sir sorry a horizontal push and a horizontal pull wherein there is a bench press and a row and there's a vertical push and a pull wherein there's an overhead press and a pull up there's a squat so that's your barbell squat there's a hinge movement and there that's a deadlift mm-hmm. that is all you actually i am doing two movements per plane so i'll i'll do a bench press and similarly on another day i will train my dumbbell bench press. that is all i'm doing you don't need a lot of variations to you know achieve fitness or something right and that again is on what you want it depends on also your goal like your end goal are you looking to yeah but but again unless and until you're a professional your end goal should be okay your end goal should be whatever it is but it should also run parallel to your uh, like want to become to achieve a fitter self rather than just the end goal of becoming big and huge <laughs> and and your your trainers what you mentioned no um, they are the same thing they they'll put you on a weirdly structured uh, it's called a bro split right wherein monday you're training chest tuesday you're training back and you're hammering that body part like monday you are doing like 25 30 sets of chest why are you doing that you're, you that makes no sense and and when you look at the kind of research that is gone into such stuff you'll end up mm-hmm. realizing that uh, Um, you know the, the the way you're supposed to program there needs to be a frequency the uh, there needs to be frequency over the amount of volume that you're doing so rather than training your chest once a week and then you know after one week going back into training your chest it is more mindful to divide those 15 sets of chest into three days throughout the week so monday wednesday friday you train full body and or or the upper body or whatever and um, that way because your your protein synthesis goes spikes up and you know your body synthesizes protein your muscles synthesize protein for uh, a period of about 48 hours uh, to 70 hours or 72 hours post your right. training so uh, that's something a lot of tra- a lot can 99.99% of the trainers i don't think i've seen anybody in a commercial gym any any trainer in a commercial gym put any any new guy on a full body or a push pull rest push pull or an upper lower rest upper lower split because they are putting them on bro splits ki bhai tu kal se chest karega fir agle din back karega fir arms karega ek to body shape ho jayegi ulta wo tumhari body bahut slow respond karegi I say to all of them because you're putting in too many rests between them. Then, then no, no. So it's not your so okay. So suppose 
you tell me um there is a um, okay I, i'll explain this in how i understand i understand it bahut basic मसल है मसल के अंदर सेल है तुम तुम उसको कॉन्ट्रैक्ट करते हो रिलैक्स करते हो और वो सेल फटता है जब वो रीग्रो होता है तो वो रीग्रोज बिगर और स्ट्रॉगर राइट हाउडिंग is to be synthesized in your muscle as a this is the very basic way i can explain it in and right. being somebody who is not at all good with science but um, this is how the so yeah your muscle protein synthesis spikes only for 24 to 48 or 48 to 72 hours post your training okay okay so after that there is nothing happening in that muscle mm-hmm. so you are leaving you are wasting so if you train your chest on monday and then you train it again on the next monday uh, your chest has already recovered and grown as much as it has to the cells have grown back as much as they need to or the protein synthesis has gone down by wednesday night so there is no reason for you to not train your chest for thursday friday saturday sunday right right so it is more uh, practical for you to make sure that your protein synthesis is on uh, spikes and stays on that level so monday you train say push which is your chest and your say tricep and your shoulder and your whatever so train it again on wednesday because um, by wednesday evening your your uh, muscle protein synthesis has gone back down so it is so if in case you were training on monday versus monday plus monday uh-huh. you were wasting four days however if you are training monday wednesday friday then you are not wasting a single day in between and then take sunday rest so I, and obviously there there are different ways to program your training uh, i i personally program it in a very different way from how a lot of other people do i train my full body every day right that so, is just how thank you very much sir sorry you give yourself more conditioning when it comes to it no more space to grow yourself my my how i train just because i'm training my full body every day does not mean i'm doing everything every day no so i'm training if if on monday i'll train my bench press my squat and my overhead press then on tuesday i will train my deadlift my pull up and my uh, rows my rowing movements and then whatever needs to supplement this so when i'm doing my deadlifts then my weaker point in my deadlifts is my uh, uh-huh. hamstring then i'll train my hamstring a bit i'll isolate it that is how i tra- train personally and that is the best way to train for me everybody has their own choices but for for most people especially if you're natural it is best to make sure that you are training at least twice a week training each each muscle group or each muscle at least twice a week and finding that balance because yeah exactly and if you're if you're fatigued just just rest there's no point of pushing it because if you injure yourself you're not going back to the gym for another 2 3 weeks 4 weeks right why do you okay from this what we've spoken of rachit i would like to now transition into talking about your time studying law yeah and uh, <laughs> start with politics and end the call with you know getting arrested <laughs> not in for that sorry no <laughs> that's that's like our main perspective but no okay uh, how about you start with uh, talking about your uh, studying law uh, so like you said you're in chimbaos samdabad yeah, no so i'm in chimbaos hyderabad right now hyderabad <laughs> <laughs> and i am pursuing uh, an integrated degree of mm-hmm. uh, bachelor of business administration along with a bachelor in law uh, a bblb and it's a five year course and i just finished recently i just got done with my third year of the degree i'm left with two years and i really hope that i go back to college very soon i uh-huh. don't want to sit alone <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like how has your experience been like you know completing your third year online what has that been like what is the challenges that you are facing 
like the challenges specific to you at least like i think we all went through right. some of the other challenges but what is quite like, frankly i i i believe a a lot of people are going to go to jail if in case all lawyers keep studying this way uh, we need to get back to college very very soon um see the thing is um, online education at least for an immature uh, class of students like ours i mean in india especially i i have studied only in india so and what i could understand from my college and from my school days everything we are an immature lot and we like to you know make fun we like we we are we're mischievous kids and mm-hmm. and the moment you give a free hand to the students that you know you have the option of waking up switching on your class marking your attendance and going back to sleep i will do that and i know that for a fact i can speak for myself uh-huh. i have all the discipline in the world when it comes to a lot of other things that i'm interested in and i am interested in the law don't get me wrong but the moment you give a student that option after two years of going to class every morning and mm-hmm. you know under the pressure that if you make it to class later than you're supposed to your attendance will not be marked uh, mm-hmm. now suddenly the students are uh you know they've been left uh open and they've been given the option that okay listen uh, you don't have to switch your cameras on you don't have to switch your mics on just listen if you want to mm-hmm. 99% of the students are going back to sleep and uh, <laughs> that does not pose a threat to us right now because uh, uh your, the the profession is more of a uh, more based on application and uh knowledge in the field as well uh field in particular but um, you know people people end up cramming up and passing and getting good grades issue is going to be when you go to court or when you go for an internship and you go to a senior and they ask you what you learned for the last 6 months of your life or what you have been learning for the past one year of your life and you don't have an answer you can't and and you can't fool around with these people because if somebody has been a lawyer for the past 25 35 years of their life and they have an individual practice you can't lie to their face and think that oh isko to pata nahi lagega they they will figure it out right <laughs> so that is one very major issue mm-hmm. uh, and apart from that i feel you know the lack of uh, social life especially for somebody like me but the lack of uh, social life and uh, lack of company it does affect people quite a lot now whether you talk about mental health or not but in general as well you're isolated so it's it's going to it's going to uh, pose a threat to you because uh, no nobody's in the mood of switching on microsoft teams and listening to a civil procedure ka class at 9:30 in the morning sorry no <laughs> even though it was normal practice when you would like step inside of a classroom and study it from there yeah you know when you when you're in class if you're if you're in physical class uh-huh. and you even end up taking a nap there is something when the professor is speaking something or the other ends up being registered in your mind you you do end up with some knowledge by the end of the class here you are in a position where you can literally just go to sleep <laughs> mute the mute your mic mute the other person's volume and go yeah. to sleep and wake up after one hour start the next class and again go back to sleep so th- <laughs> there there's there's a flaw in this and, and that flaw stems out of us don't get me wrong that flaw stems out of us uh, out of the students we have failed to uh, make use of these classes and we've been paying a lot of money to uh, get this education but then there's uh issues that you know stem out of professors as well there there are a few professors i would never miss their class even online even virtual classes on microsoft teams or whatever i mm. used to wake up during the semester for a few classes i would never miss those not just because the subjects were interesting but also because the professor made it interesting for you to study but if if in if in case a professor comes on to uh Microsoft Teams and just opens up their PowerPoint and starts reading out. Um, people lose interest. Kids lose interest. Sorry, we're just twenty-one years old. Twenty-one year old. <laughs> it's a. It has to be like 
if you see that they are they are knowledgeable or they are able to make it interesting or you know make it something that you're able to stick with it's a, it's it's more beneficial for you especially yeah, on for a professor yeah mm-hmm. and then uh, like how is the how is that been like like do you guys also have like uh, mock proceedings i know that is also part of studying law where you have mock sessions of how courtroom is is that something or am i wrong in that am i completely yeah. so there's two things uh, uh-huh. there's quite a number of such stuff uh, such things but um, essentially everybody every law student is uh, made to do something we call the moot court and okay. wherein you are required to you you are provided with a problem you have a team of three people uh, two speakers and a researcher and um, you're required to create uh, understand the problem understand the facts come up with a solution and draft a memo a memorial and uh, that is the first step the memorial drafting then you go into what is the oral rounds wherein the speakers put forth whatever you've uh, stated in the memorial your allegations your defenses everything and then you pray to the court that this is what we want uh, and the other side there's another team against you and they do the same and then the bench decides Uh, they they don't give a verdict here they just mark you on the basis of your performance now that is a moot court and a lot of students honestly find mooting very boring because uh, there's no arguments uh, there are oral rounds wherein you are standing on a podium and speaking but there is no active participation personally there's no dramatic touch to it you know like <laughs> oh, there's never oh, there's never a dramatic touch you go to court there's never going to be a dramatic touch with somebody getting up from their seat and going all the way up to the witness box and keeping their hand there and that does not happen in court that just does not happen i don't know why they show that that does not happen uh, I, i have not seen the movie but if you know what i'm referring to i think there's a movie named damani Let's see. <laughs> this, this is in everything, even suits, for that matter. Uh, people think that you know lawyers in court are getting up and uh, walking all the way up to the the witness box, keeping their hand on the witness box, leaning towards it and saying uh, this, that, this, that, and then the other lawyer just gets up and shouts, "No objection, Your Honor." That is not how it is. There is a very proper procedure and uh, very very formal environment. Understand that there is. a judge you are representing the case in front of and if they want they can dismiss that case right away uh, there's a very it's a very formal very serious environment at a courtroom and uh, with that rachit i would like to thank you for joining us for today's episode of the duo podcast i believe you have brought in us a lot of insight into you know training and your time as a law student so again i'd like to thank you for your time today thank you so much for having me man i mean i've not i don't i i really don't know what i've accomplished to be here but yeah that's <laughs> it was yeah i do it was great to be well it's 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 been a pleasure all around and to our listeners thank you for tuning in to today's episode uh like you know you can find the blue book podcast uh, practically on any podcasting station or wherever you hear podcasts on some of the some of the notable ones are apple podcasts spotify geo saban and practically wherever and if you're already listening to us you know where we are uh, apart from that if you have an interesting story that you'd like to share with the blue podcast you can find us on instagram by the name of blue podcast or visit our website bluepodcast.com and uh, fill out a registration form and have a chance to bring out your story to all of our listeners uh and with that thank you everyone and once again thank you rajesh for joining us bye bye see you thank you so much for having me see you